0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wild Woman Reborn podcast. This week's episode is about showing yourself who you are and being your own parent. And inner child work is is really the work. Uh, we all have it. We all need it. And the rewards of doing this kind of work pays off in dividends. And in this episode today, I wanted to share what I've learned from doing this inner child work and not just in a therapeutic environment, but within the greatest classroom of all, which is life. Because it's so important that we start to shift looking at challenges and obstacles less as burdens and more as opportunities. And this episode is not just for those who have lost a parent or both parents, but those who have lost connection with their parents, those who don't share a common ground or shared values with their parents anymore or maybe just have a distant relationship and just have evolved beyond that relationship with their parents or maybe even people that that have had turbulent or unhealthy relationships with their parents or caregivers and they realize that they're just living in a, in a d- very different world and different place than where their parents were at their age. And that relationship with your parents takes, you know, it's really different and unique for everybody and, and it evolves over time where you you realize that maybe the way you were raised, you know, wasn't in alignment with who you are or what your values are. And, you know, maybe you realize that your parents did do the best that they could with what they had. Or maybe you realize that your parents caused you a great deal of suffering and hurt and you're, you're trying to deal with that grief. But either... You know, end of the spectrum that you're on with your relationships with your, your parents. I think it's really important to come back to the relationship you have in terms of being your own parent because that work is, is deep and it can come with a lot of wounds that can be looked at as, as burdens in our life, but can also be looked at as opportunities for immense reflection and growth in becoming the, the leaders of our own life and and being in the driver's seat. So, I think I want to preface this episode by saying that we alone are, are truly our greatest teachers and we have the answers within us. We just need to give ourselves the permission to hear what that inner wisdom has to say. And that often comes in physical warning signals when we don't really listen to the voice that's within us. So this episode is really to help turn the lights on, to see what has always been there, but we just didn't know where to find the switch. Or maybe we just didn't even realize that we had the power to turn on the lights within us. And what helped me to understand this work was was to do some of the deep dives, not only in a therapeutic environment, you know, with a therapist, but a lot of the work that help move the needle for me was just what I discovered on my own by committing to getting to know the different parts of myself. And one of the quotes that I I love um, is from Debbie Ford, and if you haven't read her book Dark Side of the Light Chasers, it is a a definite must read. It's a New York Times bestseller. And she said that our sub-personalities can tell us so much about the work that we have left unfinished. And it helps us to resolve recurring patterns. And the quote that she said, she said that these sub-personalities, these parts of ourselves, will tell you what you need to learn in a specific lesson, if you're willing to listen. If you're willing to find those sub-personalities, you find that they're actually funny, resourceful, honest, and forgiving, and they're the wisest people in the universe when it comes to yourself. And... If we're willing to let the answers come from within us, we're willing to give ourselves the best gift that we'll ever receive, and that is our own inner wisdom. And being our own parent requires a a sense of humbleness, but also a courage to step up to believe in what we already have within us as guidance, because I think for many of us, we live defaulting you know at a very young age to our caregivers to our parents and then as we get older and we we find ourselves and we find ourselves in our own lives needing to to establish our own values and our own path and it can feel very lonely when maybe the way we were raised doesn't match with the life that we want for ourselves and for me I want to kind of just start with sharing my own story and hope that anyone out there listening can relate to to that feeling of growing up and then you know in early adulthood realizing that we are on our own that we we are really the ones navigating our own ship even though we spent a lot of our lives live, trying to live up to an expectation that our parents wanted for us our families wanted for us that We have, as adults, the ability to choose. You know, when we're younger, we we do default to our caregivers for our basic needs. But when we we become adults and realize that we really are the source of what we need, um, that can be scary in a lot of ways because we have to depend on ourselves for the answers. And this realization came to me, I was actually recently, you know, talking to a friend about my career and where, you know, when I last felt that true spark in my career, that sort of feeling of like what I really wanted to do with my life and following my passions and following my dreams. And I thought back to a time in my my late teens and early 20s, I was going to college, I had worked in London at a place called Liberty, and it was just this wonderful time in my life where I was really figuring out what I wanted to do. And what lit me up. And I was working in the Liberty Fashion House in the the public relations office. And I remember walking one day to the Vogue office. So it was right down the street. And I got sent on an errand to deliver something to the Vogue house. And I remember walking into the lobby. And I was looking up at all this beautiful photography on the walls. And I had this moment of just realizing... Something beautiful about what creativity was with within me that I wanted to bring to my career. I just I loved photography at the time. I really loved fashion, and I loved working in marketing and advertising. And I remember thinking of all the potential and all the opportunities that I had ahead of me, and I felt really lit up by that, and I felt really empowered by that and i was only 19 at the time and when i was in my young 20s early 20s i remember i was working in advertising at the time and it felt like i was on my way to living my dream and then 911 happened and i remember not long after 911 i lost my father and it was a very sad time in our country obviously with the events of 911 and My father was a fireman, and he was always sort of glued to the TV watching what was going on in New York City at the time. And I remember him, you know, he was so proud of me when I graduated college. I graduated with a degree in international business, and I had, you know, all these big dreams, and he was just unbelievably proud of me. And after 9-11, just sort of watching, you know, the state of the world at that time, I started rethinking about where I was going. Was I going to travel abroad? Was I going to move out of the country? Was I going to, you know, expand my career beyond borders? And I started to rethink that. And then right at that time, my my father passed away from a sudden heart attack. And after that, my family really fell apart. My mother fell into a deep clinical depression. I just felt like my entire family unit just crumbled. And losing my father was like losing a rock. He was he was my mentor. He was my 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 true compass. And and I always felt like I he was the one I could go to when I needed advice. And I just remember feeling very groundless at that time and not really knowing, you know, being in my early twenties and starting out in my life. I, I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go and seeing my mother just fall apart i just didn't feel that i had anybody to to lean on and that's when i started realizing that i needed to be a parent to myself and i had to navigate the road on my own and it was very lonely and terrifying and and sad and many times i really did feel completely on my own i was like i was just floating in space and not knowing you know which direction to go and and whatever direction I chose I knew I was going to be navigating this sort of dark unknown without having my parents to lean on and at the time I didn't have anyone in my life that was a true mentor or anyone that I could lean on and bounce ideas off of and not having those people to share wisdom and guidance I I think you know as children we we always are looking to that person, whether that is a parent, a grandparent, a teacher, a relative, just someone to lean on and to be a foundation. And I remember being 24 and realizing that I didn't have that. And I know so many children sadly realize at a very early age that they don't have that person to lean on. You know, maybe they they lose their parents at a young age or. They just realize that their pa- parents aren't capable of being that person that they can rely on. And that is a truly scary feeling to feel. And when we do realize that we have to step up and be the, the parent that we don't have, it's it's a moment in our lives where we really have to step into our own space and our own alignment because in my hardest, most challenging times, I I think of this image that I had that made me realize just how important it was for me to get down to the root of who I was and to be aligned with who I am because I was going to have to make decisions on my own. And when I was at sort of the deepest, hardest struggles of my life, I had this image of being underwater, like like ocean water. And I remember. Having this image of looking up at the surface and seeing the sunlight, the light, or the sky, and just being so close to the surface. That image of me being so close, but not being able to breathe. And that feeling of not being able to breathe, what that feeling symbolized was my fear and anxiety of being on my own and being without a foundation, a person to lean on. I realized that my fear and anxiety were the force, like, you know, like a rope around my neck that force kept me under the water. It kept me away from that light at the surface. And it was like during those times I was always trying to break free, right? Like I was under the water, like wiggling and trying to get my way out. And I felt that fear and anxiety when I lost my father. And I remember that was sort of the start of when that image would come to me. And you know, I did suffer anxiety and panic attacks at, you know, from my early 20s on. And that feeling that just being so close to the surface and so close to the light, but just not being able to get there. That was when I realized that I I had to take control. I had to step in to the inner part of myself because no one was coming to save me. And when my family fell apart, and then I realized I was on that road alone, I I had to start shifting the feeling of being solo as being terrifying, as being the worst feeling, to looking at being solo as the best feeling, because I would be able to show myself who I really was. And this is where the wild woman teaching really woke me up, you know, and it was as if this sort of heavenly truth of what I was capable of, this sort of divine teacher, stepped in and gave me the glasses that I needed to see. It gave me the perspective that I needed to understand. All women are capable of this, this deep knowing because this is who we are. This is the true keen sensing wild woman spirit that knows what to do. And we don't let her rise to the surface, even though it's it's part of our nature, it's part of our essence, it's what the truth of who we really are. And I, I failed to see that truth for many, many years. When I started to understand that it existed, it started becoming clearer that you can shed those heavy layers. When we give ourselves the ability to understand and see the different parts of ourselves, if we enable ourselves to really see the truth, not just the parts that feel good, but all the parts, the parts that, that we feel shamed by, the parts that we feel afraid of, if we're able to see all those parts of ourselves, then we can get down to that really deep and true layer of who we are. That's where the real freedom is, is when we're able to face and find the real true answers. And those are in the darkest places often. And it's it's from the darkest experiences the most challenging and painful experiences of our lives that we find ourselves with the ability and the the courageous moment to set ourselves free to find those powers that have tried to to assail us that have tried to ruin us once we see those they can't control us anymore and it's our ability to sort of as wild women kind of s- sniff that out to find those forces that have tried to harm us and get to the root of that. There's no better teacher than pain to get to the root of that. And to be your own parent really comes from the courage to go there, the courage to to be with the discomfort, to be with the pain in order to glean the lesson that it has to give. Healing is really, healing, true, true healing is about opening up is about opening our eyes, turning the lights on, having the awareness, not being afraid to face the parts of ourselves that we don't want to. You know, we can't just stay in the comfortable parts of ourselves. We have to go to where it's scary to look at it. We have to go from our comfort zone to the, the parts of ourselves that do sting and, and make us cringe to look at. Because those are the parts that that give us the growth to go forward. They're cringy and they're painful to look at because they need our attention. You know, that inner child, that little girl in the corner, or that young woman whose face is wet with tears, those are the parts of ourselves that need us to acknowledge them. They need us to see who they are and what they're hurting from because that's the scared alone parts of us that we tend to spend our life really avoiding and really trying to hide from. But... Within those little girls, within those young, hurting women, that is where our power is, right? It's, it's underneath the rock of fear that exists all that power. And when we become aware, we become able to see. And we suffer and struggle when we know we're living a life that isn't true for us. We know that when we struggle, that's telling us that we're out of alignment because we actually really do know the life that we want. We actually really do know what feels good to us. And the biggest disconnect is when we don't listen to the warning signals, when we don't listen to the parts of ourselves that are screaming for our attention. That's when we continue to suffer. That's when we continue to fight the, the forces that are trying to get our attention. Because being the parent to yourself means that you are willing to hug those parts of yourself, just like a parent would. When you are willing to embrace and accept that there's a part of you inside that little girl that's scared, that young woman who feels alone, and you are willing to see her hurt and you are willing to acknowledge her fears, then you can turn to that inner part of yourself that actually does know what to do, that does know what feels good, that does know what the right decision is. And when I realized losing my father, losing my family unit, going through from my late teens and early 20s all the way through into my mid-40s when I've realized that, yes, do I have a family to lean on? No. Do I have those parent figures that I always assumed would be there to guide me? No, I don't have that. And that, yes, for a long time that created a deep feeling of sadness. But I knew I had something within me that I could pick up and move on. I had a lot of courage that I didn't give myself credit for. I had the ability to fumble through the darkness to find the switch and turn on the lights. Because when I turned on the lights and I saw that little girl that just wanted to lean on her father and wanted to believe that he would always be there, or the young woman in her 20s that wanted the guidance in her career, that wanted, you know, have that approval, that yes, I lost a lot of those pieces of my past, but that didn't mean that I didn't have the greatest wisdom that was my own wisdom inside of me. When I realized that no one was going to save me, I always wanted to make my father proud. I mean, I do still live with that feeling of like, I want to know that he, inside, internally, that he feels proud of me. But when I realized losing him, that I didn't have anyone to come save me, and I think we all have, no matter what our relationship is with our caregivers, our parents, we are our greatest saviors. We are the ones that have to choose which path we're going to go on in our life. And we have to turn to our own inner compass of figuring out where we're going with what our values are, what we desire, what we dream, what where our goals are. We live in a much different world than our parents did. And when we realize that we have the wisdom when we turn the lights on, that we can guide ourselves down whatever specific lesson, whatever obstacle we face, we're going to have to be the ones that navigate that. And being your own inner parent means taking that responsibility for ourselves and not leaning into what other people think, what other people expect. Yes, do I want to make my father proud? Of course, I always did. But I knew that navigating the landscape of my life was one that I was going to have to do, whether he was here or not. I think the more we are aware that what we become is, is up to us, the more we are able to see what our life is truly capable of being when we show up to ourselves when we tap in to the inner wisdom that is only within us. And if we can take suffering, we can take the challenges that we faced in our life, the losses that we faced, the lessons that we've had to learn, and turn it into a power that benefits us. That is the true, that's where the true magic happens, is when we're able to take the suffering and the pain and alchemize it into something. Like chemistry, right? Like we can change the vibration, we can change the energy because we are part of a greater, a greater piece, right? We are, we're all a piece of this great universe, of this great vibration. And when we see that and we see that we all face those challenges, we all have a life where we're going to be challenged and keep making mistakes to turn that into the beautiful thing that is growth. When we realize that we're all these flowers, we're all plants, we're all living, breathing, growing pieces that have buds that, yes, it is uncomfortable to break through, right? Growth is discomfort. But when we see what's on the other side, that we we are the empowering force, we are the lights, we are the insight that we need, then it becomes a journey that's far more rewarding than it is suffering. And we do have that limitless capacity. There is no ceiling of what we can do. Being our own inner parent is really showing ourselves that we have the capabilities when we're willing to sit down in the room with all the parts of ourselves. If we can sit at the table with every part of our personality, every part of our inner child, and let each person have a voice at the table. And this is an exercise you can practice as a routine journaling exercise, as a routine meditation to sit with, give yourself time with each of those parts of yourself. Give yourself moments of the day where you close your eyes and you imagine that person, that inner child, that former version of yourself in the room with you. What would she say? What does she need? What does she want you to see? And then sit with that and listen to that and listen to what that voice has to say. Because when we, we put those inner parts of ourselves in a box and we let them sit unheard, that's when it manifests as pain, as physical discomfort, as, as fear, as shame. Shame has never amounted to beauty. Right? Shame is only something that keeps us stuck. Shame does not pave the path with gold to growth. It's the exact opposite. It keeps us from walking down the roads that we were meant to be on. So think about parts of yourself that you have been avoiding. Think of parts of yourself that that hurt, that feel a little cringy, that feel uncomfortable, that feel like the parts of yourself that you want to turn your your gaze away from. Those are the parts you need to listen to. Journal on those parts. List words that describe how those parts feel. Get comfortable with being with them. Because that's where the magic is, is what those voices have to say. Those voices are like the the gear shifts on a car that keep you stuck, right? Maybe it's in resistance. You know, maybe it's, it's in reverse. Maybe it's in neutral. Whatever. Whatever it's keeping you stuck in. Let it have its place, because when you listen to it, your own inner guidance system will kick in and, and give that voice a space and give that voice guidance. Because that's where the being your own parent really comes in, is is having the strength and courage to sit with those parts and to get comfortable with that process. Because it's an ongoing process. It's, it's not a one and done. It's not a magic wand. It's a part... It's parts of yourself that will continue to heal the more you have the courage to sit with them. So I hope this episode gives strategies and gives a story that hopefully you can lean on when you might feel that you don't have anyone, that you do feel alone, that whether you're disconnected emotionally from your parents or physically, meaning you, like me, maybe you don't have that parent in your life anymore. Maybe you do or have felt for many years on your own and you don't have to feel that way because you have an inner parent inside. And also you don't ever have to feel that you're on the road alone because we all need mentors. We all need, we are community beings, we are social beings. You know, it takes a village. We cannot just suffer and struggle and, and move forward on our own. We all we all need teachers. We all need mentors. So give yourself the permission to do that, to give yourself that guidance, whether it is through therapy, whether it is through coaching, whatever you choose, or even if it's a close accountability partner, give yourself the gift of having somebody to be there for you, to hold space for you, because that also is critically important. So I hope this episode was helpful today. If you have any questions about this kind of work or you know, journaling activities, things that you can do to get more in touch with that inner parent for you yourself, definitely shoot me a DM. You know, this kind of work is is ongoing, but it's so incredibly rewarding when you can start turning those lights on to, you know, to be that parent that you really need. So I hope you enjoyed this episode this week, and I hope you will join me next week.